0: Don't ask me to talk.
1: From the sublime to the ridiculous.
0: Join me, Stacey Heller.
1: And me, Eric Ryder.
0: As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more.
1: An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Gingfelder's Delicatessen.
0: Stick with us for something good. Hey, it is Stacy Heller, one of your hosts of Welcome uh, or of Don't Ask Me to Talk. Uh it really never gets old hearing the other host, Eric, say edutaining. It just seems painful for you, Eric, but I love it. So hey, Eric.
1: Hey, good afternoon. Happy Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday. So a reminder that don't ask me to talk on here on Kixie. It's a distraction from all the negative stuff that we consume daily. All the news. All of the magazines, the headlines, the everything that we see on our various platforms that maybe make us feel like the world is going to end any minute. So instead, we focus, we focus on random things, random bits of goodness, because good stuff should be shared. So
1: Sometimes it's just fun stuff. It's right. not always good stuff necessarily. Well, that is true. That is true. It's subjective, of course., it abs- but sometimes it's just goofy.
0: Which is good. Yeah, I would argue that that is good. So
1: <laughs> sometimes I feel a little goofy.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, and yep, and you sound it too. <laughs> wow, that is something. Um, I don't. I'm. A do little you do short. any
1: impressions?
0: Uh, do I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was impersonating you, impersonating Goofy.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, that was Mickey.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. That's Mickey. the joke
1: uh, yeah. that Mickey sometimes feels a little goofy. And
0: right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, my singing voice is like a cross between uh, Kate Smith and Ethel Merman. So, one could say that that's an impression. All right. Yeah, we uh, don't need to hear it.
1: I, I no, I'd love to hear it.
0: No, you really don't need to hear it. No, I mean, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'll, You're not going to
1: lay some hay, Big Spender on us or something? I don't uh, remember all the songs at, at No, the it's the,
0: there's no business like show business.
1: Hey, that's pretty good.
0: Right? So you got to have the big, booming voice.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: so there it is. You got I like to do it. it. Uh, uh, of course we're distracted. So... Uh, before I get too distracted, I do want to thank everyone that listens to the show. I, hopefully, you really enjoy it. If you do and you listen to it as a podcast, then make sure that you rate it. Looking for those five stars, which is different than a Michelin rating because I don't think they go up to five. So uh, don't go by the Michelin standards. Um, if you want to also check out my podcast, Stacy Connects. That'd be great. And if you'd like to connect with us, remember that you can text or call the number 475-999-2726 or
1: 475-999-CRAM.
0: So good. So good.
1: Hey, I was going to say another uh, character that I do is the Michelin Man. Really? Yeah. He doesn't talk. I know, but I'm always (laughs) tired.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You are, you are really, like, I don't know what to say. I'm
1: pulling out the vaudeville material today, sorry. This
0: is, this is quite something. This is a whole new side of you. I think it's because, so uh, people can't hear this, but in studio I have my mom visiting and her buddy, her BFF Lee. So you have an audience. Well, so, I'd
1: like to think that we always have an audience. Well, but, there's that, <laughs> but usually they're not in studio.
0: Right, we have a live audience. Yes. So that's kind of a nice thing. Um, yeah. No, that was uh, that was a tired joke, but
1: it, <laughs> it definitely was.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. We're every uh, Thursdays at three. You're welcome. That's right. Tip your servers. Uh, so, do you want to know what today is?
1: What is today? And we, we really need a, a name for this segment.
0: I yeah, maybe it's what is today?
1: <laughs> maybe uh, in my Let's brainstorm okay. off mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't like that so much. I could maybe, do it in maybe the Ethel d- Merman voice. The
1: days of our lives, but it's D-A-Z-E.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Hmm. All right, I'll have to think about it. Uh okay. Today is National Soccer Day. All right. Which is ironic <laughs> because soccer is really more of an international sports that came to our shores later than it did other countries.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not quite as popular here as it is because some places in the world it's a religion. Oh, 100%. But, but it, it's still very popular here, and we've got a great soccer team, the Sounders, Uh, professional team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's many, many other (laughs) soccer teams don't mean to leave anybody out or football, as they call it. uh, Right. Football. In the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, Are you a soccer player? I am not. I am not either. Although I did go on one soccer adventure in high school. Ask me about it.
1: Okay, uh, so Stacey, I hear you went on a <laughs> soccer adventure in high school. What was that like?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. So, I went to a all girls Catholic private school. Thirty four of us in my graduating class, and they, the school, uh, as a organization decided local all of the local branches or whatever would get together in upstate New York and we would have we would all play soccer our teams well we didn't have a soccer team so a bunch of us decided what could happen and we took a bus and we went up to Albany and we played and I brought the boombox and the one game that we played that's right I hit play on we are the champions and <laughs> for the rest I hit play on, another one bites the dust. And the refs kept telling me, you're going the wrong way. I did not have a great showing, and I'm pretty Mm. sure I broke my big toe. But I'll tell you what, I was an amazing DJ.
1: But then you were disqualified for using your hands. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Pushing the tape player. Well, I mean,
0: I did that as we were leaving the field. But, uh, yeah, I think I got most spirited, which is basically... Uh, Any organization's way of saying you are terrible and we don't want you to play anymore, but wow, you've got a good personality. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, Today is also National Chili Dog Day. I do not like chili dogs.
1: You know, I kind of like chili dogs myself, but uh, it's not something that I eat very often. They're, they're really messy.
0: They're, it's like Sloppy Joe's.
1: They're sloppier than Sloppy Joe's, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I am not a big fan of them. I, and,
1: and another thing is, I think I'd rather have chili by itself or a hot dog by itself. <laughs> Putting it together, I don't think uh, makes either thing better, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. And it feels like I, I, when are they, when do most people eat chili dogs? It's not a summer thing, right? Because hot dogs it are is, such a it summer is thing. It is kind
1: of a summer thing.
0: But like chili, that's a winter thing. That's like putting two seasons together.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing is that it just makes me think of that song where John Cougar Mellencamp is talking about sucking on chili dogs outside, outside the, tasty the tasty freeze. freeze. And <laughs> every time I hear that, I'm just traumatized by the idea that someone's uh, sucking on a chili dog. Just, <laughs>
0: yeah. Right? Like it's a possible flavor. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of nasty. Oh, that's a good song. Thanks. Now I'm going to have an earworm. I'm going to have have that song in my head.
1: Well, there's memes about that that you'll sometimes see like on the various social medias of John Cougar Mellencamp's face and, you know, attention, do not serve this man a chili dog.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to look that up. That's funny. I'm a big fan of. uh, Do you go by John Mellencamp? John Cougar Mellencamp? What do you call him?
1: Well, obviously, I'm saying John Cougar Mellencamp today because I don't remember if he was John Cougar or John Mellencamp when that particular song came out.
0: I think he was going by John Cougar Mellencamp at that time. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, the factoids that we share with people are just amazing. Uh, Okay, for the ladies that are listening uh, or the folks that are listening that don't know who John Cougar Mellencamp is, he is an 80s rocker who sang such classics as... Pink houses, little pink houses, little pink houses. Uh, Jack and Diane, that's right. Yep. Uh, with a great clapping bit. Uh, he also uh, did the authority song,
1: Wild Night.
0: Yep. With uh, what's her name?
1: Michelle, and Dege Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'll I'll play it for you later. But uh, if you're listening and you don't know who John Cougar Mellencamp is, look him up. Classic. Uh anyway, oh and a fun fact for all of you that like Meg Ryan, he was dating Meg Ryan for a very long time. So there you go.
1: Till she saw him eat a chili dog and then it was all over.
0: <laughs> Outside the tasty freeze. <laughs> and she was like, uh, no. You've got no mail. Uh it is also Buffalo Soldiers Day. Now, I didn't know what this meant. It just made me hungry for uh Buffalo chicken wings. But I became Very fascinated with this when I looked it up. So, Buffalo soldiers, it turns out, were a couple of uh, divisions in the cavalry, maybe? And it was their job to make sure that people were doing what they were supposed to do and when. And it was, I want to, I'm going to read this because I want to get it right. it is, they were the first peacetime all black army regiment. And they were formed to keep law and order in the Wild West after the Civil War. Uh, and the brave men of the 9th and 10th Cavalry regiments were uh, inexplicably named the Buffalo Soldiers, not by their own leadership, actually but by the Native American tribes that they came in contact with. And they helped catch cattle thieves. They protected our national parks. They ensured the safe passage of settlers from the east and a lot more. So uh, I guess this is the day that they are honored for their service Mm. in helping the country stay safe and for being a groundbreaking step towards greater racial equality in the military. Very cool. Right.
1: And Bob Marley, of course, famously wrote a song about him.
0: Yep. Yep. And so that is, you know, between that and Buffalo Chicken, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's,
1: I'm not sure that the Buffalo Chicken is in tribute to no, the Buffalo Soldiers. No, it is
0: definitely not. Uh, I'm just saying I both of those things. Uh, I was like, of all of the different days that I could pick, this was just sort of fascinating to me. Uh, and you know that every time we do this show I'm hungry because Vance is talking about food that's right so then every time I I pick a holiday it seems to be food centric like by the way it also is chocolate milk day hmm did you drink chocolate milk as Oh a kid? you know I did <laughs> lots of it <laughs> now did you get white milk and then you had to add chocolate to it or did you get the chocolate? milk right from the get-go
1: yeah the pre-mixed stuff uh was always a little bit more expensive than getting the the powder or the syrup and uh i remember vividly that we used to get the hershey's powder that came in a tin mm-hmm. and my mom told me that uh, the kid on the hershey's tin was me and i believed that for the longest time <laughs>
0: Were you like, where's my royalties? <laughs> yeah, kinda,
1: <laughs> kinda, and uh, yeah, it's funny. And I, I think uh, if you look up that kid, I actually look more like him now than I did as a kid. So it, it's funny, uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, obviously it's not me, but it could have been me.
0: Wow, that's funny. I, uh, I also enjoyed chocolate milk. My dad was an avid photographer and had the film cases, the little black uh, cylinders with the gray tops to them. And my mom would put my powdered chocolate milk stuff into the film case. I'm sure there were no chemicals in it. And I would bring it to school in my lunch bag. And then I would put the chocolate into the, the white milk and then close it in the origami way that you do and shake it. And then I would have my chocolate milk. And then when you drank it through the straw, you would get those little bubbles of powder that hadn't mixed in, and they would sort of pop in your mouth in a dry powder explosion. Ah, it was just a fabulous experience. Yep, really taking it back today. Okay, well, anything else that I've missed? Last week, you said that you had things that you were possibly going to have to follow up on with podcasts.
1: That's right, our PS segment. Right. Um, any,
0: any PSs today?
1: Uh, boy, you put know. you on the spot. Yeah, you're, you're definitely putting me <laughs> on the spot. But, uh, you know, I again, I've been just enjoying all the podcasts that we recommended last week and, mm-hmm. you know, discovering more every day, it seems like.
0: Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, good. All right. Maybe you'll remember what you wanted to share if there's anything. Uh, should we take a break?
1: Yeah, let's do it. All
0: right, we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, this week's topic, which is our favorite video games. So keep listening to "Don't Ask Me to Talk" with Stacey and Eric. We'll be right back. Don't ask me to talk. Yeah. Stacey connects. It's not just my business; it's my superpower.
1: Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnekin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics hoping to make a connection through conversation.
0: Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller, I don't even get my name right, and Eric Ryder. So, before the break- You got my name right. I did, which, you know- Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, Wow. Okay, whatever. Uh, Before (laughs) the break, we were talking about what day it is. And again, we're going to have to figure out what the name of that segment is other than what day is it? Yeah.
1: Days of our lives. That's that's I, the leading title it, thus it far, but definitely open to more suggestions. Yeah.
0: By the way, if you have a suggestion, anybody that's out there listening, we would love some creative help with this. Because, yeah.
1: We like to crowdsource.
0: Yeah. Totally like to crowdsource. So remember, text or call with ideas, 475-999-2726. Or 475-999-BRA6. Do you love that, bra six? <laughs> Do love that bra six. Okay, so this week's topic is favorite video games.
1: By the way, that's I think one of those sentences that's never been said before in the history of. <laughs> I do love bra six. <laughs> I do love that bra six.
0: <laughs> what? Probably. I know. Out of context, people are going to be like, "Wait, like what did you say?" Maybe,
1: it, maybe it was once said at the maiden form factory, but right? <laughs> I, I don't think outside of that ever uttered before in the history of man.
0: Probably not. Like, uh, was it, it wasn't, uh, what was the swimmer? Who was the cross your heart bra person? Um, oh yeah. Esther Williams. Thank you. Um, I'm sure you don't know who that, do you know who that is? The Hollywood star that also swam. And she did a lot of like Busby Berkeley type things with, um, with swimming, uh, synchronized swimming. And she dove into the water and, Anyway, she also uh, – she was a larger-chested woman, and uh-huh. she did a whole uh, bra campaign. Yeah, so these are the things that fill my mind. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a little ridiculous. Uh, but I have room for these things because, honestly, we're talking about video games, and I don't really play that many video games.
1: Yeah, that's our topic that uh, randomly came up on the wheel last week. And uh, you know, uh, video games, I don't think either of us are all that active as far as gamers go, um no, but uh, you know, I used to love video games as a kid i mean i my dad uh would take me to an arcade, he'd give me five bucks, and then ten minutes later I'd say, "Dad, <laughs> can I get another five bucks?" <laughs> He's like, slow down there, son. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I would blast through those games and and die. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean... Very, very quickly, uh unfortunately. Yeah,
0: I... I,
1: And all the best ones uh, were like 50 cents when I was a kid, you know. There was a lot of them that were a quarter, but uh, the really good ones were 50 cents, and you just... You could. It's just flushing money down the toilet.
0: It totally (laughs) is, and especially if you, you know, I feel like there's different people that are like sort of gamers and people that aren't. The hand-eye coordination is key. You know, I watch my kids play video games these days, and I'm like, I cannot look at, you know, especially with like the shoot 'em up games where they're like watching the map and then they're watching themselves and they're watching the other people, and I'm like, that is too much to look at. It is a lot. Uh, And growing up, we didn't have any video games. Uh, We never got like Atari. We didn't get any of the uh, Nintendo systems. Mm. We didn't get anything. I basically was deprived of video games. Yeah.
1: We had a a hand-me-down Atari. And uh, so that, that thankfully came with a whole bunch of cartridges. I think we were probably about five years behind everybody else, but we didn't care. We loved it. So we're playing, you know, Pac-Man and right. Adventure and all those classic games on the Atari 2600. Yeah. And uh, that I probably saved a lot of quarters thanks to that uh, uh, hand-me-down
0: <laughs> Right? Well, Atari. and that was, you know, that was a huge thing. I would go to friends' houses and some of them had them. And I would play, but I clearly didn't have the attention span to, like, figure out because it's a lot of, I think, repetition of, like, okay, get through this level and now work your way through this level. And, you know, I was like, no, I don't really, I don't want to figure that out. So I didn't play. Then, of course, uh went on to get married and have children, and they all are fairly astute with video games, but Charlie especially. I mean, the kid at, like, 18 months was playing uh, his siblings' Leapsters, which... For those of you that don't have children or the experience at that age, they're not supposed to have an attention span of more than maybe 10 minutes. And he could sit on that thing for an hour if I let him. And I will tell you, sometimes I let him. Uh, I needed to get stuff done. And uh, so he plays all kinds of things. He's got like a PlayStation. He's got uh, Xbox. He's got the Switch uh he has all of these different things. Mm-hmm. No, we did not buy them all for him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's very into it.
1: Right. But did you have a game as a kid that you loved? I mean, like, I, I really liked Spy Hunter and Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man and Burger Time and Space Harrier. Those were, like, maybe my top four or five or whatever.
0: I played, like, Simon. Simon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the electronic game yes. that lights up It's memory. You, yes, I I had that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean I, I really and I don't know if it was a generational thing because my brothers are older than me, and so by the time the my parents it came to like toys for me, um, uh, you know they were like, man, we're not going to invest a ton.
1: Well, I I feel like you know you were probably a teenager when uh like uh, arcades were big. Uh, you know, people were going to get a slice of pizza and, w- and working the joystick and lining up behind other people and, you know, going to the water park and then taking a break from slip and slide and going in and playing, you know, games for a half hour or whatever. Wait, am I right in that? No, I, no? not
0: even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only slip I'm
1: describing sl- my childhood, <laughs> 100%. but you're not that much older than me.
0: I, uh, you know... Where's the couch? <laughs> okay. My childhood was really rough. I The only slip and slide that I ever went on uh, was at my godparents' house, and they had a slip and slide in the back. And going to an arcade, I didn't do a ton of that. I did go to the mall, of course, and pick out really bad acrylic earrings from Claire's, uh, but didn't play a lot of video games. Um, so your childhood and my childhood are a little bit different.
1: Well, maybe that's the boy girl thing, but I feel like lots of girls no, were out lots there of
0: girls, definitely rocking the
1: video games. I mean,
0: I had friends yeah. that were doing those kinds of things. I just I wasn't.
1: You didn't spend any time in an arcade then?
0: Honestly, no. Like I one. well, I would go to the Jersey Shore and at the Jersey Shore they had things like skeet and mm-hmm. you know, I would do things like that. Um, uh, you know, back in the old timey <laughs>
1: Chuck E. Cheese? You didn't spend a birthday ever at a Chuck E. Cheese or a Showtime?
0: I had never been to Chuck E. Cheese until my children's friends had a birthday party there. And I was like, oh, so this is the whole ticket magic (laughs) where you get all the tickets and you get the bad prizes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't until I had kids that uh, I got to experience some of this stuff, like even laser tag and things like that. Now, I will say that... Pete, he brought home this, like, you know, the things that you can install into your TV that will play like old timey uh games. Um you somehow attach it to your your TV and you can play. Uh, like we got one that's Dig Dug. And I will tell you, for a while there, I was obsessed with to to Dig Dug. Dug. Yep. And it has that whole pixelated vibe to it, like they mm-hmm. did nothing to improve it. And I became obsessed with playing Dig Dug for a period of time there.
1: Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm not a big gamer now is that it's a a complete time suck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can really get uh, uh, almost addicted to these things. And, you know, before you know it, like a whole day has gone by and you haven't gone outside. And, you know, I understand the appeal of that for sure. But for me, it's just too tempting to just, I'm going to go until I beat this thing. Um, I agree. And that sometimes will take a week. You know? Well, right. I got stuff to do.
0: Well, now, do you have any gaming systems?
1: You know, um, not that long ago, I bought a classic console that basically it's packed with a bunch of those old Atari games that I was yep. playing as a yep. kid. Um, and so I played that for about 15 minutes, and then I got kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> the games aren't as, uh, aren't as fun as I remember them being as a kid, of course. Right. Uh, so it was like, oh, this is a nice little bit of nostalgia, but uh, right. I think I got to move up like to uh, Super Nintendo or something.
0: Well, I will say that uh, Charlie is a huge fan with all the consoles that he has. He's a big fan of Nintendo, and he has a Switch. And so for Mother's Day, I can't remember, Mother's Day or my birthday, I got a my own Switch, and I can do exercises on it. I got the fitness things. Now, that is great. It would just be great if I was around to be able to do this and learn how to actually run the thing. Uh, but I will say that the technology is, like, amazing. You can stick the little uh, handheld things into this ring And you can press on it so that you can actually have some weight resistance. And, you know, you can run in place. You wear this thing around your leg. And so it's counting your steps. And, I mean, everything is so interactive. We have gotten into some crazy uh, badminton games, tennis. Uh, Charlie and I have been doing the... Yeah, with uh, the,
1: the Wii's and the Twitches yep. and, like, the dance dance revolutions. Right. Video games have gotten way more physical than they used to be. So
0: much more physical. It used to
1: be you're just, you know— Sedentary. Uh, w- —moving your wrist. Right. Um, or maybe holding up that uh, w- weird Nintendo gun to shoot at, you right. know, ducks or whatever and duck hunt, but— it wasn't you weren't burning many calories no. but nowadays you can really get physically involved with a video game which totally probably a, a step in the right direction I don't know about these uh the, the first person shooter ones if i want them to be all that physically involved uh, there but uh you know to each their own
0: well the the call i think it's the call of duty games they make me laugh in that you, if you watch your kid playing it it's like these bad guys, you know, they've got an avatar that they can dress and it's like, you know, basically somebody like walking up to a car and like, "Hey, give me your car." And they're, you know, crashing and they're doing all these things and it's so ridiculous. Right. Um, you know, not generally a huge fan of them, but you know, watching my kids play, I'm happy that they have a good perspective on these games and it just makes me laugh because I'm like, this is so ridiculous and they're like, "Yeah, it's awesome." It's <laughs> so awesome. And then Forza, that's one that uh, my son Will plays. And interestingly, so that's a driving game. And he's really into cars. And he actually picked out my husband's car based on playing Forza. He said, because they use real cars. And he was like, oh, you should check out this car, Dad. This is awesome. This thing's like a rocket. I'm like, have you driven it? He's like, yeah, in Forza. And so then... They ended up researching it, and Pete would go out and end up getting the car.
1: Because you need a rocket in Issaquah.
0: Right? (laughs) I mean, it is so ridiculous. You know how many times I've driven the car, and I think he's had it for five years? Once, and it was to pull it out of the garage because I'm so cranky about it. All right, but that's another story for another time. Um, Now, I do like uh, the fact that some of the games that you can play, there can be so many players, like Charlie plays a game called jackbox Mm. that's really cool
1: yeah that's another thing that they've advanced on in making it way more social
0: yes yeah totally and you know um the other one that um and i think it's only an app it is uh what is the game with all the little um, um among us all the little like you're in outer space and you have to figure out who is killing everybody. And you can be all over the place. And, of course, I'm terrible at it because I'm always like, what? wasn't me. But that is a really fun one. But that is moving away from, like, consoles and into apps.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So do you have any games that you play on your phone?
1: I, I think I mentioned this on a previous show, but I did like a game called Zombie Hunter. Quite a bit, um, and uh, yeah, that ate up a ton of time. (laughs) Um, But uh, since then, I think I've the only thing I've downloaded and played is the uh, like the chess app because you know I like chess, but I I can never find anybody that wants to play chess with me. So I just play my phone, um, and so my chess sets gather dust. Well, you know, wistfully, <laughs> uh, Charlie
0: will play with you. And by the way, there is a lovely Lego chess set that's available at the Lego store. And uh, you can also use it for checkers. I have uh, learned how to play chess on it. And uh, I actually, uh, there was a draw for one and for the other game. I won it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just tooting my own horn here. Uh I tend to try to stay, because of the addictive nature of video games, with apps that are like, you know, like Wordle. It's like there's one puzzle today, like that's it. And the Solitaire app that I use, there's 18 different versions of it, of Solitaire, but it's one of each one. And so I don't just play it over and over again. And then, you know, games like that. Because otherwise, if I don't have... A reason to end it, I would a hundred percent like just keep. going.
1: It's interesting how these games like sweep the nation. Like Wordle is the big thing now, but a couple of years ago it was Words with Friends, mm-hmm. um, and that everybody suddenly <laughs> got on board with that, and uh, then they got bored, I guess, and then yep. moved on to the next thing. Yeah. So,
0: and Trivia Crack that was a really big one. Yeah, uh, I do like Sudoku.
1: The- I'm sure there's a. Uh, version of that there is yeah
0: um, I think my mom plays that um, and I do like the very silly game uh, dumb ways to die it's they're just cute they're like these little beings
1: fruit ninja and angry birds so that's oh, another couple that were just
0: those were huge. everywhere
1: yeah all I the mean time. angry
0: birds became a movie for goodness <laughs> sake yes I mean that is really ridiculous um, and panda pop I think was big or Candy Crush.
1: Candy Crush, yeah. Candy Crush.
0: That's monumental. Yeah, I'm it's it's So interesting. did you play
1: any of those? Because I, I never got on board
0: with um, any of these.
1: But uh th- there must be something to them because
0: I had a moment with Angry Birds uh-huh. and I think that it was the uh the cute violence.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like there's something about like Pitching a bird at something and trying to knock down a bunch of pigs. That, um,
1: that's pretty much why Zombie Hunter was fun. Right. Because yeah. it's just a cartoon, basically, right. you know.
0: Uh, so I think that I had sort of like a season that I played it. Uh, Fruit Ninja, that is very satisfying. And so I played that for a little bit. Uh, but I play everything like after everybody else.
1: Now, I'm not... with, with the fruit ninja, does he use fruit as a weapon, or is he attacking fruit, or is he fruit that is also a ninja? Like, is These it are a... good questions? So because <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never played it, but I know it was like super popular for a while. So
0: you are the ninja, okay? And fruit is thrown up in the air, and with your finger, you are treating your finger like a sword, uh-huh. and you're slashing the fruit, and so you're trying to split as much fruit Slice as possible, and dice. exactly. And then what happens is they start throwing up bombs. And so because you're so quickly trying to slice the fruit, if you get a bomb, you're out of there. And so it starts to happen faster and faster and faster.
1: You wake up in a smoothie.
0: Yes. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yes. Unless you juice, in which case maybe you'll be a little bit more ready for it. Um. Yeah, so those those I definitely um have played but didn't get quite as into. Candy Crush, Pete still plays that one. That's his like, let me just chill out and play it game. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it, it is it is an interesting thing seeing video games essentially go from consoles to computers to like remember Minesweeper?
1: Yeah. I yeah. loved
0: that game. It was very fun, very satisfying, um, and you know, so going from computer now to phone and 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 such. I don't know. I suppose it's a good thing. It's a money making thing.
1: Absolutely, that's one thing that I'll never get though. Is the uh, I'm going to buy. I'm going to pay money <laughs> to buy you know little cheat tools or whatever in a, a game or buy clothing for my uh, character in a video game. Right. That just seems crazy to me.
0: I agree. And I'm guilty. (laughs) I totally agree. And I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I have more times than once, less times than 10. But, you know, like I've gotten I'm on a level of a game and I've like I'm almost there and I have like one little whatever it is left. And I'm like. I've been playing this level for like three weeks. And so then I'm like 99 cents to get me the, whatever it is that I need in order to get out of this done. So desperate times, desperate measures. (laughs) I feel like that's what the deal is with video games anyway. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of that kind of stuff that I I just don't get uh, like the, uh, you know, the non fungible tokens, the NFTs. You can explain that to me a thousand times, and I'll still never get why anybody would want to own an NFT. I
0: I, I don't get it either.
1: Or cryptocurrency, for that matter. Well, I mean, too. I
0: that one. Uh, and I,
1: it, it all seems to me like it's an in-app purchase,
0: <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> Monopoly money.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: totally. I am with you on that. Um, yeah, that's gonna have to be another topic for another time because.
1: We'll see what happens when we spin the wheel.
0: Right. Uh, Well, I don't know that we are the best people to talk about video games because neither of us really play them. So, you know, maybe if there's somebody that's listening and they have an opinion on a favorite video game or even a app on your phone or some game that we must try that you think is fabulous, then let us know. I am always willing to at least check it out. You can... Text, text what it is, text what it's called to 475-999-2726. And, uh, hey, we should take a break. And then I don't know if Vance is super busy at the shop or not. So
1: he's probably playing Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) if We can get him to break away from that.
0: Right. Or Sally's, (laughs) uh, Sally's not Sally's spa. There's the restaurant one, uh,
1: it was that. burger time when I was a kid. Did yeah. you ever play that?
0: Nope, but oh, that I've so heard of that. Fun. So yeah. you know, maybe. But maybe like, there's a
1: deli version.
0: Maybe that's
1: Topper. That was another one that I used to love. That was a, a guy that was you had to fill up root beer mugs, uh, uh, and, yeah. and try to, and then slide the root beer down to the uh, people, the, patron? the patrons. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It and had Gold a great Digger, like ragtime soundtrack.
0: Gold miners like that too, and. He would, if you missed, like you had to take this crane and you had to try to get pieces of gold. And if you missed, he would go. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, the sounds are classic. So uh, maybe
1: there's a there's a deli game out there that we're missing out on.
0: Maybe. And, you know, and and maybe and,
1: Vance is playing it now. We'll we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So keep listening. We'll be right back with Don't Ask Me To Talk. Don't ask me to talk. Yeah. Ask me to talk. Yeah. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller and Eric Ryder. That's me. So uh apparently Vance is a little busy playing actual real ac- real live action Deli Dash. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He uh he, Deli
1: Dash, apparently a deli-oriented video game.
0: Yeah, it is. I naturally, I had to look it up, and uh, it's it's Deli Dash. Make those sandwiches, and I think he mentioned last week that he is trying to find counter help. So, yeah. so I, he's
1: literally doing Deli Dash. He's today. literally
0: doing Deli yes. Dash today. So,
1: very busy man, the Lord of the Sandwich, the
0: Lord of the Sandwich. Uh, and there is the lore of the sandwich with Dingfelders. So, I figured. I'm a long-time customer. I can talk about it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? So we talk a lot about... And I
1: understand you're going to be using his catering service, Nourish Catering, here soon, too.
0: That's... I was just going to say, we talk a lot about Dingfelder's Delicatessen, and, you know, they are fabulous, uh, located in Cap Hill in Seattle. Yeah. Now, I am helping friends of mine with their wedding, and... They're interestingly for the Sunday brunch that is after the wedding. They are doing a it's called a kiddish, which I guess is like a Jewish type brunch. So uh, there will be the spreads and bagels and like kind of the whole like locks and that whole thing. And it's funny because the bride's the bride is Jewish and the bride's mother and father are jewish and i am hosting this brunch uh but not like really just i'm i'm the venue and she didn't want me to plan it because she said i don't want a goy which is a non-jew to plan the menu and i was like i got Tank Felder's delicatessen don't worry about it so that's taking care of the brunch and that will be an authentic Jewish brunch. And for the wedding the night before, they are getting married in their backyard, and they wanted something that could stay out. They're having people arrive at 6 o'clock in the evening. They are going to be married by 7. There's going to be a dance floor. They want it to have a casual vibe, and they want the food to be able to stay out all throughout the evening and not have courses, not have sit down. They want it casual. And so Nourish Catering, and it made so much sense. And meeting with Vance and his catering director, they were able to answer so many questions about how much food do we need? You know, we're having this many people. However, if it's the only food that you're serving over that period of time, then the quantity changes. Uh, The diversity of flavors. Okay, so... It turns out that this bride and groom have a whole bunch of people coming in that have dietary restrictions. So how can you accommodate that? No problem. Vance and and this gal that works for her, I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name. Uh, you know, they were like, no problem. Here are some things that you can do. Even things like rentals. And figuring out, okay, you know, how many tables do we want? It's not a sit down, but there will peop- there will be people that want to sit down to eat their meal. And so how many tables do you need? Uh, glasses. I was being very picky about glasses. The, the plates that we're using are these galvanized metal tins. And we're having custom papers made that have their names on it and the date, you know, like deli paper. Uh, but then for... Glasses, we didn't want to have a whole bunch of different ones. So we worked out ideas of what kind of a glass will work for beer, soda, water, uh, signature cocktail, whatever it is. So working with Nourish Catering has been so helpful because they do so many different kinds of events. And, you know, from small little uh, a dinner party where you just don't want to have to do a thing and you want to lie and say that you did it. Um, to a Thanksgiving meal that, again, you just want it delivered and you want to say that you did it, um, or a graduation party or a wedding or whatever. And so having that expertise is huge. And it's also nice to know that Nourish Catering, as a separate entity other than Dingfelder's, they can do anything. So while Dingfelder's is noted and famed for being right. a classic Jewish delicatessen. Yeah, Nourish, it's like you can be whatever you want. He does amazing Italian, uh, you know, really everything. And uh, the food is beautiful and tasty.
1: Yeah, if you go to com, by the way, there is uh, a ton of great pictures that I can only describe— As food porn, (laughs) you know, it's just makes your mouth water to see a lot of these dishes that he's uh, uh, obviously served during many catering events and a man alive.
0: Oh, yeah. And like his... uh, Starving. (laughs) This happens to us. And you know, it's funny. Even when he's
1: not here talking about the food. I know. (laughs) Just looking at the pictures. Well, and I mean,
0: the pictures, there's like a, looks like a a pokey here and like little cones that have some kind of salad in them. And then he makes these amazing, like, breads and sliders and things. Um, His poached salmon is unbelievable. And the crudités and charcuterie boards that they do, it's, like, kind of Martha Stewart level where it's like, oh, let's convert this table into basically, like, an edible horizontal space. Um, They're just unbelievable. So, you know, they really have everything, which is probably why he's also, like, super busy, because the events that happen in the summertime, uh, you know, he's got so many weddings that he's doing right now, and uh he does all kinds of different parties, plus there's the deli. And then one thing that Vance and Nourish and Dingfelders is really wonderful about are funerals, which is depressing, except that... It's one of those things that you cannot plan for this. And so when you lose a loved one and you want to have a little something something back at the house, he is—he and his team are so great about accommodating and making that happen. Because honestly, it is the last thing that you need to be worried about when you have lost somebody that you care about. And so they really try to be right there like family would be. Which is a nice feeling, so you know. I'm just saying. Do you have any questions? I can tell you all about his food. What do you want to know?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I I haven't done any uh, catering ordering ever, but but I yet I, yes. Well, that's true. Yeah, that that is true. Uh, who knows when I'll need those services? But um, maybe I, a
0: birthday party for Gertie. There you go. I mean, I'm just saying. Can I come to the party?
1: We The unfortunate part is that we don't know when her birthday is. So oh. we'd have to do a gotcha day uh, celebration. There you
0: go. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll send out invitations. <laughs> we'll have fans do the catering. All
1: her friend can come over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm her friend. I'll come over. Oh, my gosh. That would be so cute. For people that don't know, Gertie is Eric's dog. Yes. And uh, Gertie is adorable. I have had the opportunity to see pictures. He's a proud papa. And uh, Gertie is so cute. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Also, he does, uh, which we need to see if we can get Kixie to do this. He can work, you know, corporate luncheons, like, mm-hmm. say, feed the talent at, you know, I don't know, maybe a radio station. And people are hungry. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying who doesn't want that, Um, you know, sandwiches, corporate events, whatever it is.
1: I do kind of wonder with with catering is like how early do you have to order or, you know, get involved with a caterer to make sure that your event actually is scheduled and goes off without a hitch? Are we talking two, three months out? I mean –
0: Well, that's actually a really good question. Uh, And it depends on the size of the event and the scale and how involved. So, for instance, with Dingfelder's, if you're deciding that you want to do some kind of a a bagel spread, pun intended, Mm -hmm. uh, then you can probably maybe a couple weeks beforehand if you know you're going to do it or even a week beforehand so that they have enough of whatever it is that you're looking for. And likely that would be something that you're picking up and setting up yourself. Uh, with, a, with catering, with Nourish Catering, you are going to want to have as much lead time as possible, especially if they're going to help orchestrate rentals or staff or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, even if you have the inkling that you have an event coming and you want to work with a certain caterer or baker, or whomever it is that you're working with, more notice is a good thing. It ensures that you get exactly what you want, and you don't have to compromise. And a lot of times, caterers, they can only do so many events. And so if they're booked, then you are left with nothing. Mm. So good question. All right. Well, uh, even though, as you said, even though Vance is in here, I'm still really hungry now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> same. Uh,
0: because again, I have, I have had. Well, I've
1: been looking over the menu at Dinkfelder's, and just it's all amazing stuff. Of course, you know the pastrami, and he's got the video.
0: I know. I I've, <laughs> I've been sitting and of staring it being at sliced it. Sliced
1: the hot uh, beef brisket, and uh, yeah, I I I I am still a virgin to going to the actual. Dingfilder's location, which I've got to correct uh, next yeah, you- time. I've got a uh, a Seattle engagement. I am definitely making that my first stop.
0: You need to, and I love the fact that when you go up to the order window, it's like those old doors. So it's the Dutch door. So you're you're just going up, and you know you order it, and then you can hang out on the side and wait for your order. And you get into many a conversation, maybe it's just me, with other people that are waiting because it's like, oh, what'd you order? So it's really fun. Uh, Remember that if you want to know more about Dingfelder's or Nourish, then you can go to the website, which is dingfelder's.com, or you can go to nourishcatering.com, and you can check out the menus and contact Vance, contact his team, and they would be very happy to nourish your body. So.
1: I see what you did there.
0: See what I did there? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, So, hey, what are we going to talk about next week?
1: Let's find out.
0: All right. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay. First, let me say, before the show I did a test run just to make sure that the the wheel was uh set up correctly here uh-huh and it it came up with the same topic that really it came up with just now as I spun it again so I don't know if the wheel is <laughs> broken but it really wants us to talk about artist so I don't even know what that means are we talking musical artists are we talking painters with sculptors?
0: Fine arts was fine the intention. Arts?
1: Okay. All yep. right.
0: So uh, I will be ready for this because this is like, this is going to be exciting for me. Uh, and I'll
1: wing it as always.
0: Great. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, All right. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited. Maybe I could see if my brother or my sister-in-law who are both fine artists could come on the show.
1: There you go. And that
0: would take some of the pressure off of you.
1: Hey, I don't mind that.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. All right. Well, in the meantime, everyone, have a great week. And we will chat with you next time on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Again, signing off from Stacey Heller and Eric Ryder.
1: Have a great week, everybody.